the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. The kids just deserve some more, don't, don't y'all think? How about we just stand on our feet and give, them, give God praise for our children, for their worship this morning. Amen. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Thank you for just encouraging them. It's, amen, just a blessing to see them just being used and and giving their all for God on this morning. And um, I know it goes a long way for them to be encouraged by you uh, on today. And so thank you, thank you, thank you. And congratulations again to all of those uh, graduates for this year. Amen. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Sound like they not just barely graduate, neither they. I mean, they taking everything, you know, taking all the awards and 4.0 and 4.5s and all that. They just, <laughs> they're doing great things. And so it's exciting to see that um, just among our young people uh, here in Kettering Baptist Church, as well as those adults uh, who are going on to continue their education and do exceptional uh, academic uh, work and study. So I'm very, very grateful for all that God has blessed them to be able to do. And uh, thankful that we have a chance to honor them on today. Uh, If you have your Bibles with you on this morning, and you should, I want to invite you to uh, Genesis chapter 18. We'll look at a couple of verses in Genesis chapter 18, and then we'll move to Genesis chapter 19, uh, beginning of verse 1. When you find it, just let us know you're there by saying amen. Uh, Genesis chapter 18, beginning at verse 20, God's word reads like this. And the Lord said, because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great and because their sin is very grave, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry against it, that it has come to me. And if not, I will know. Then the men turned away from there and went toward Sodom. But Abraham still stood before the Lord. If you skip over to chapter 19, verse one, we'll begin reading. Um, just to give you kind of an understanding of this story. Now, the two angels came to Sodom and in that evening, and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. And when Lot saw them, he rose to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face towards the ground. And he said, Here now, my lords, please turn into uh, your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet, and then you may rise early and go on your way. And they said, no, but we will spend the night in the open square. But he insisted strongly, so they turned in to him and entered his house. Then he made them uh, a feast and baked unleavened bread, and they ate. 
Now, before they lay down, uh, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both old and young, all the people from every quarter surrounded the house. And they called to Lot and said to him, where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out that we may know them carnally. So Lot went out to them through the doorway, shut the door behind him and said, please, my brethren, do not do so wickedly. See, now I have two daughters who have not known a man. Please let me bring them out to you and you may do to them as you wish. Only do nothing to these men since this is the reason they have come under the shadow of my roof. They said, stand back. Then they said, this one came in to stay here and he keeps acting as a judge. Now we will deal worse with you than with them. Uh, So they pressed hard against the man lot and came near to break down the door. But the men reached out their hands and pulled lot into the house with them and shut the door. And then they struck the men who were at the doorway of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they became weary of trying to find the door. Then the men said to Lot, have you anyone else here, son-in-law, your sons, your daughters, or whomever you have in the city, take them out of this place, for we will destroy this place because the outcry against them has grown great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and spoke with his son-in-laws who were married to his daughters, and he said, get up, get out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But to his son-in-laws, it seemed, he seemed to be joking. Uh, so when the morning dawned, and the angels urged Lot to hurry, saying, arise, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you too be consumed in the punishment of the city. While he lingered, the men took hold of his hand and his wife's hand and his, the hands of his two daughters and the Lord being merciful to him. And they brought them out of the city and set them outside the city. So it came to pass when they had brought them outside uh, that he said, escape for your life and do not look behind you nor stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountains lest you be destroyed. If I can pick up in verse 23, then the sun had risen upon the earth. When Lot entered Zoar, and the Lord rained brimstone and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. And so he overthrew the cities and all the plains and all the inhabitants of the cities that grew on the ground. The Lord destroyed them all. But his wife looked back behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. Would you pray with me this morning? Father in heaven, we honor you on today. We bless you because you are God, and besides you, there is no other. Lord, I'm praying right now that you would speak a word in our midst that we would hear clearly from you. Lord, I'm praying that if there's any that don't know you as pardoner of their sin, as Lord and Savior of their life, that this will be a day that they would give their heart and life to you. For that one who's drifted in their fellowship, I pray you would draw them back to your side. For that one who's searching God for wisdom and understanding, I pray you would edify them by the preaching of your word. Spirit of the Lord, encourage every heart, every spirit, and guide us, Lord, in a perfect way. Let your will be done, your way be accomplished. I stand here as your vessel, God. Use me according to your sovereign will. I ask of you, God, clarity of thought, clarity of speech, power to do what you've called me to do. And when it's all said and done, Lord God, I will give your name all the glory and all the honor and all the praise for you alone, God, are worthy of it all. It's in Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving and expectation. Amen.
and amen. Well, this uh, story, somewhat familiar to most, uh, is a story that focuses on the justice and judgment of God. Simply put, God is just, that is, he is righteously fair and equitable when he judges. Y'all still here with me? I know this is not your exciting subject matter, but we got to preach the whole counsel of God. And so we will walk through it. Amen. The Lord will be glorified without your amen. What God does in his judgment, this story will show that he is always just. There are also within this story a lot of uh, nuggets that I will leave along the way that I just don't have time to deal with them all. Because there's another emphasis in this story that we could lean in on, and that is the comparison between Abraham and Lot, his nephew. Lot hurries to take the land that is good and fruitful right now. Abraham believes God for the land that is good and fruitful that is to come. I'm preaching already because there are those who want what they want right now. But the story proves that it's better to wait on what God has for you. This story, if I can begin by saying, um, is one that has been probably mislabeled over and over again. I want to try to set some record straight and give some clarity for us in the examination of this story and this occurrence of the destruction of these two cities. Because these cities were not, listen to me, they were not destroyed exclusively for the sin of homosexuality. Y'all still here? Don't check out on me. You're going to need this, especially in these days and times. This, though though that, that sin is prevalent in the culture of these cities, And it is a vile sin nonetheless, and I'm not trying to reduce the the gravity of its violation of God's word. But this cities are not that's this is not that's not the only sin that Sodom and Gomorrah have going on in the city. In fact, in the text, as you read through the text, even of this story, before I go to another passage. You get to see that these are a violent people, an abusive people, a selfish people, a people instead of training their children in the wisdom and knowledge of God have trained them in the ways of the world and of sin. For the text points out that there's not only the old men that are banging on Lot's door, but the children too. It's in the text. This story shows us that there's a sin of non-hospitality 
among these people. You might say, well, Pastor, is that, is that a sin? Yes. Leviticus chapter 19, verses 33-34 commands them that they are to be hospitable, commands the people that we are to be hospitable to foreigners and to treat them with love and respect and to do them no harm. And the first thing these of the city of Sodom and Gomorrah want to do is to harm these foreigners who are visiting Lot. So those are sin issues that are in the city. There's a, these people of this city, like many today, are thumbing their nose up to God, to God's word, to God's will, to God's wishes, as if God has no power to respond. And as if God is not going to do anything about their sin that they're doing. They, like the people of today, uh, who have taken the symbol that God gave as a promise that he would not destroy the earth again by water for its horrible sin condition, the rainbow, and they're now turned it into a flag to wave it in the face of God as if to say to God, God, we're proud of the sin that we're in. Stay here with me. Stay here with me. Don't, don't check out. I, I need you to see this passage. If you have your Bible, hold your hand here, but I want you to see this and hear this verse from Ezekiel. In Ezekiel chapter uh, 16, verse 49 and 50, mark your Bible, write it down, go back to it later, read it for yourself. I don't want you to say, Pastor, made it up. It's in the Bible. This is what Ezekiel says. Look, this was the iniquity of your sister, Sodom. She and her daughter had pride, fullness of food, abundance of idleness. These are other sin issues of the, the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. They were proud. They, they, they had pride about their sin, kind of like today. Abundance of idleness. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and the needy. And they were haughty and committed abominations before me. Therefore, I took away I took them away as I saw fit. That, that's, that's the word of God. He helps us to understand that the sin of Sodom is not just homosexuality, though that is a sin of Sodom and Gomorrah. And their attitude of pride in their sin, which we think we made up today, is just a repeat of what has already happened in history. Stay here with me. But the history of the Bible carries on from them having pride to God's justice being satisfied in judgment. Y'all still here with me? I hope I'm not, I hope I'm not leaving you behind. I want to talk to you on this morning from the subject matter, the picture of the justice and judgment of God. 
as I dig into this text, I see first that the Bible says that the cry of sin comes up. That's the first thing that happens. Sin is in the land, but the the volume, if I can explain it this way, the volume of sin rises up to God. And and in, in chapter 20, God said the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great and their sin is very grave. If I can paint the picture this way, if you could imagine that normally in the ears of God, Mercy, grace, and love are singing loudly in his ears. But the occasion happens when the cry of justice and judgment begin to overshadow the voice of grace and mercy and love in the ears of God. And God says, the cry of sin has come up before me. The volume, the outcry of justice overrides the normal melody of peace and, and love and mercy that God is extending to the humanity day after day after day. But the time comes when enough is enough. When the level and the volume of sin, and we see this over and over in scripture, where the level and the volume of sin reaches such a point that God says there must be something done about this sin. It happens over and over. And so when God's mercy is crying out to spare them, his justice is crying louder to punish them. Lord, just help us here. I want you to understand God is not sitting on his throne waiting for you to make a mistake so he can judge you. The reality is, if most of us are honest with ourselves, we have escaped a lot of judgment from God. Do I have any witnesses in the house? There's a lot of things that you've done. I ain't talking about petty things. I'm talking about big things that you and I have done that God did not judge us on. We, if he had, we would have been dead and gone because the wages of all of our sin is death, big and little, white and black sin. The punishment for it is death, but God has been merciful and kind to many and all of us on this matter. But at this particular point, the cries of sin have risen up to God. And as I was reading through this, I, I couldn't help but reflect upon the psalmist who says, the eyes of the Lord are everywhere upon the earth and his, his ears are attentive to the cries of the righteous. But these are not cries of the righteous that God is hearing. These are cries of judgment that God is hearing, of justice that says something must be done and punishment is uh, in line for the level of sin that is being committed in the earth. And so the cry, uh, verse 21, uh, I, God says, I'm going to go down and, and now and see whether they have done all together according to the outcry. I've heard the outcry of justice and judgment, but I'm going down. Now watch this. 
God says, I'm going down. This, this is part of his, his illustration, his, his outward demonstration to us of how to handle and how to act justly. God doesn't need to go down to figure out whether they were really sinning, but he literally comes down as an illustration to us that before you receive, listen, before you receive or jump to conclusions when you're going to judge, you need to do some investigation. I'm talking way better than y'all saying amen. Before you declare that this person should be condemned to hell because of the way they talk, because of the way they walk, because of the way they move or the people they hang with or what have you, God demonstrates that even he does investigation before he brings judgment. Before you declare that that person deserves a spot in hell based on what you heard on the news. Maybe you ought to do some investigation like God does. God, because justice requires investigation. That's why we have such problems in our judicial system now, because people are condemned and judged without investigation. I'm just laying stuff. Y'all can pick up whatever's good here. Uh, it's, it's all good to me. So God is, is demonstrating this in his justice that it requires investigation. He, he knows what's going on and he comes down from his throne in heaven, has a meeting with Abraham. And while he's having a meeting with Abraham, he affirms to Abraham his blessing that he's going to y- do through Abraham. He affirms to Abraham, Abraham, I'm going to bless all the, all the nations are going to be blessed through you, Abraham. And, and while God is blessing Abraham and he reminds Abraham that I'm going to multiply your seed and I'm going to give your wife a son by this time next year and all the blessing that he, he promises Abraham this get ready to do. As God is getting ready to part, the Bible says there's a reflection. Should, should we, should we not let Abraham know what we're getting ready to do? And then so the Lord turns back to Abraham and says, Lord, Abraham, I'm getting ready to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, why is that important? Abraham, because his, his nephew is Lot is down there hanging out right outside the city. And so Abraham begins to try to negotiate with God. You know, God, will you destroy the city if there's 50? And, and he says, okay, if there's 50, I won't. And he keeps going down 40. What about 40? What about 40? God, well, if it's 30, and, and God says, okay, I won't do it 30. And he goes down to 20, and he says, no. Nah. Well, what God, I mean, I really, I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to wear you out, Lord, but what if I can only, if there's only 10 righteous people in the city, will you destroy the city? And God says, I won't destroy the city, Abraham, if there's 10. There's not even 10 in the city. So God has to destroy the cities. Y'all still here? So when God has this conversation with Abraham, he, he's, again, part of his justice. I'm giving grace before my judgment. I'm a just God. I'm not just coming in sweeping out. I'm giving opportunity that on behalf of the 10 righteous, I won't destroy the city. Why? Just, be, just because Abraham, my, my man, my friend, my, my promised legacy holder has asked it of me, I won't destroy it if there's 10 in the city. That's, that's also demonstrating the justice of God. He's, he's, he's merciful in his judgment. Before judgment comes, there's a whole lot you got to jump over before judgment comes. So y'all still here? And so he's um, 
does his investigation, sends the angels before chapter 19 picks up where the angels go into the city. The angels go in and do the investigation for God because there's some places God won't even go. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.